Well, welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, husband, father of nine, founder of Familius, fly fisherman, and outdoor enthusiast living in the beautiful California Central Valley. For the video of this podcast, please view it on the Familius YouTube channel. We welcome today's guest, Mary Potter Kenyon. Now, Mary graduated from the University of Northern Iowa with a BA in psychology. She is a therapeutic art coach and a certified grief counselor trained under world-renowned grief expert David Kessler. Mary is the author of six books, including Expressive Writing for Healing, Refined by Fire, and Call to be Creative. Mary does workshops on jumpstarting creativity, finding hope and healing in grief and expressive writing. She and her husband live in Iowa. They are co-coordinators for a Christian writing conference and are currently collaborating on a workbook for married couples. Today, we're talking about journaling for the new year. This podcast aligns with Familius Habits Learn Together and Read Together. You can learn more about the Familius 10 Habits of Happy Families by going to the Habit Hub blog on Familius.com. Mary, thanks again for joining us. I think this is your second time on the podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. Now, I don't think I know anyone who is perhaps a better or more prolific journaler than you are. I wasn't always a journaler. I didn't start journaling until 2012, even though I was a writer 25 years before that. But I started journaling after my first husband passed away in March of 2012. And I had heard of people who journaled, and I just thought, I think I just need to work my way through things. And so I started journaling then, and now I've filled 20-some journals since then. Okay. So I think many of us have had a journal at some point, right? We we begin at Dear Diary, maybe as a child. (laughs) And we often wonder, how do I create this habit? And is it even important? So why don't you share with us maybe some of the science behind journaling, why it might be important for not only ourselves, but maybe those who come after us, and maybe ways that we can develop that habit. So I had that little diary with a lock and key. I forgot about that when I was 12. (laughs) Got rid of those when I grew up. But the journaling itself isn't something new. It's something that people have. The reason we have historical documents of people on the seas or Western people going West is because they journaled or they, they kept a diary. And so some of our history is journaled. So it's not something new, but the idea of expressive writing for ourselves, for healing, not, not to pass something down, kind of is from Dr. James Pennebaker in the 1980s. He himself was going through a period of time when he was having some dissatisfaction with his marriage, dissatisfaction with his job. And he sat down one morning and started writing through some of his thoughts. And he realized after a few days, he was feeling better about everything. So with his college students, he he tried something by having them write four days in a row for about 20 minutes. And half of the group would write about something that was bothering them or some deep thoughts. And the other half, he just had them write about random things or whatever they wanted to write about. And he noticed something. Well, for one thing, that sometimes some of the college students started crying as they were writing. And, and he wondered at first, is this a good idea? But by the fourth or fifth day, some of them were coming to him and saying, you know, I'm working my way through some stuff and 
I'm feeling better, just like he had. And so he replicated that study with men in their 50s who had lost their job. Again, half of them would write about what they were going through, trying to find a job in your 50s. What, how's this affecting your marriage? And the other half would just be told to write about random topics. And within three months' time, he was noticing that a higher percentage of them were getting jobs, the ones who had written. And this, uh, this kind of writing exercise has been replicated in hundreds of studies since then. And over and over, we are seeing that the act of writing and journaling is good for PTSD, people going through cancer, people in the hospital, grief, just working our way through things. I mean, it's such a simple thing to do, and it's inexpensive. It's a lot cheaper than therapy. If it's something so simple can help somebody, I always suggest they at least give it a try. I've given journals to people who are dying, people who have lost somebody, people who are going through cancer. And I myself, when I was diagnosed with cancer, filled an entire journal in the four weeks between cancer diagnosis and cancer surgery. And so I've journaled through bad stuff, but I've journaled through good stuff too, through joy at getting remarried, through joy of what my relationship is with my husband for the last two years. I've filled another four or five journals. So it's not just going through the tough stuff that journaling helps, but also just it's a way of working through things that are in your head. And just the act of the handwriting um, does something for us. So there's a lot of science behind it, but it also just kind of makes sense that writing things down can help us. And it doesn't mean you have to keep the journal or look at it ever again if you don't want to, or even keep the thoughts that you've written down if you're embarrassed by them or you don't ever want anybody to see them. You can rip them out of your journal, throw them away, burn them, bury them, whatever you want. It's the act of writing and working your way through some things and kind of organizing your thoughts that the science shows us is helpful. That's fascinating that there's been so many studies to show the therapeutic and healing aspects of, of journaling. But, you know, so many of us may struggle with, you know, how to get started. And then we crack open that journal. And then what do we even write? So can you help us with those two challenges? In order to get started, I would suggest you not go to Barnes & Noble and buy a $40 leather-bound journal because that's going to be so intimidating to you. Find a journal. Maybe it's just a notebook. If you want to just try it, pick up a notebook and start writing. Maybe something that will free your, your inner self might be an artistic cover or lines. Maybe you have to have lines in your journal. Maybe you hate lines in your journal. Maybe you want some quotes in your journal. You really have to kind of find a journal that, that appeals to you and appeals to your character. And I like soft cover. I like to be able to move them a little bit. I've tried some wire bound and something about the wire bound stops me. I like lines and I do like quotes. I like pretty pictures. And your journal doesn't have to be just your writing. Maybe you got a card from a friend that day and that card said exactly what you needed to hear. Tape it in your journal. Maybe you go to this tea place every every week to write and the tea bag, I wouldn't put the tea bag in my journal, but maybe the, the package that the tea bag came in. Just a little reminders for yourself. So you, if you want to, you can go back and look at your journal. And there's no rules. You have to remind yourself, there's no rules to this. Our feelings are messy. It's okay if you write messy. This is for you. It's not for somebody else. And if it's messy and maybe there's tear stains on it, maybe uh, your handwriting only you could read, that's fine. 
So feelings are messy, grief is messy, or whatever kind of stuff you're going through, it, it can be messy. And so you have to give yourself permission to to write the way you want to write and to make a mess and to not spell words correctly. Oh, boy, that might stop some people from journaling right there if they thought, oh, I have to go get a dictionary and look up these words. No, this writing is just free writing. It's just for yourself. And so one thing, maybe you need a prompt. So you can get journals with prompts and my expressive writing for healing book does have some prompts. And if that's what you need to get started, look up the prompt and then maybe just start journaling on one of those prompts. And maybe you hate prompts. You're going to look for what works for you. But the first thing you remember is there's no rules with this. And if you are a big reader and you're reading some things that are helpful to you, you could write those down in your journal. And then later you can look back. If it helps you once, it might help you again sometimes. So I do look back at my journals. I do keep my journals. But if that's intimidating to you or you're so afraid that somebody's going to see your private thoughts, you don't have to keep the journals because the very active writing is what helps you. So that's very helpful. Now, again, for people who are are thinking about, I, I want to journal this next year. I want to capture these important thoughts. Is there a better time of day, morning, night? Has there been studies on that or is just what, just making the time? It's really making the time. It's what works for you. Maybe you want to get up 15 minutes early so that you can, I mean, I used to journal even before I went to work and I would just make sure I gave myself that extra 15 minutes so that I wasn't rushing to work. So for morning, morning works for me, but I know people who will sit and watch TV or they crash at the end of the day on the couch. Maybe that crashing moment is before you watch TV might work for you. A lot of people like to end the day with a journal entry because then they can end the day with what happened and what they're grateful for. Because that can be part of your journaling too, is the act of practicing gratitude. So I'll write something that I'm grateful for by the end of the day or what I was grateful for the, the day before because I do often journal in the morning. If you start practicing these things, pretty soon it becomes a part of your routine. And not only do we practice gratitude in our journal, then we start to see things to be grateful for in our life. And studies have found that practicing gratitude is helpful for emotional health too. So what time of day, maybe it's only going to work for you for weekends. Maybe it's only going to work once a week. Maybe it's going to be after church on Sunday or before church on Sunday. But whatever it is, it's got to fit in with your with your schedules, what works for you, or you're not going to do it. If you feel like you've been given some homework, then you're not going to do it. But if you want some quiet time every morning anyway, that quiet time can be your writing time. So, okay, so that's helpful. Now, you've talked a lot about paper and picking out a journal. I can tell you that I've done everything from that hardcover line journal to the beautiful leather-bound art paper journal to just a composition notebook journal. And what I found is, sadly, I'm pretty good at keeping a journal off and on throughout my life. And then I have no idea where the journals actually end up. So I probably have 30 to 40 years of journals somewhere around in different places throughout my life. But what about te- using technology? So is this a bad thing? Like I recently I've discovered, I should say two years ago, I discovered an app called Day One, and it it sends me a text at the end of the, every evening and prompts me to write something. Now, what I like about it is I get a prompt to sit and write. Um, that also can be irritating because maybe I don't want to write at that moment. But what I've but it also kind of it's hard to write long content. Like 
It can, you can only do it on your phone. It's like a text message. So you're texting, but you can add photos, which is nice. And then I found that you can then take that what you've written in a year and you can export it as a book. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. So there's good things about it and things maybe I don't like, but I'm just wondering if you've had experience for audience and, and what you consider a technological journal. As soon as I say writing, some people balk because they're so used to texting and typing and they don't want to do the handwriting or maybe they're, they've got arthritis in their hand or they're their handwriting is atrocious and even they can't read it. So it's perfectly okay. And I love that idea of what you're talking about, that daily prompt. It's perfectly okay to use the computer or a word processing program or whatever, especially if that's the only way that you're going to be comfortable writing. But there is some science behind that idea of handwriting. They found that even writing letters, handwriting letters, there's something about going from heart to brain to hand that is also comforting, a meditative practice, if you will, because there's some people who will sit and do yoga and they'll give themselves 15, 20 minutes of silence and they can, they can do that. My brain is going so fast that I found I can't quite accept through the writing. So that's my meditative practice. So if you can try to do the writing, that's fine. But if the only way you're going to do this is on a computer, then the computer is fine. A word processing program or this prompt that you're talking about. And if you're worried that somebody's going to get on your computer and see these private thoughts. Another thing you can do is I tell people make a folder on your desktop that says grocery list because <laughs> who really wants to look at your grocery list or whatever it is that your chore is that nobody else wants to ever delve into. That's a way to keep it private. Or like I said, if you're writing on paper and when my daughter lost her son, she had so much going on in her head. She said, I know you're doing all these journaling classes. I know you're studying and I know it would be good for me, but I don't, I'm scared. I don't want to journal. And I said, why? What's stopping you? And she said, because I don't want anybody to see all those awful thoughts in my head. And I said, well, just write it down and burn it. Write it down and rip it up. Write it down and dig a hole by his grave and put the paper in the grave. I mean, it's just the writing that will help you. So I, I don't know if she... Um, journals now, but I know that it is inexpensive way to try to work through some things. It costs you what paper and a pencil or, or your computer. It costs you nothing. Then it's an inexpensive way of trying something to help you with whatever it is that you are going through. Or I mean, people think, well, what if my life is fine right now? And so, like I said, I've been journaling through joy in the last two years, just working through some of the gratitude that I have and, and things that are in my head. And I can go back and look at old journals and see what it was like to go through cancer or see what it was like to go through losing a spouse or losing a grandchild. And it takes me right back there, which some people don't want to go back there. But because I'm beyond a lot of this stuff, I can see how I've grown. I can see how I've learned so much from those good came out of those bad things. And I'm a different person, but I like seeing that different person and a stronger and a stronger person and a more em empathetic person who wants to help other people through some of those things. So I like looking back at my journal. Some people don't. So you shared some things that we can do. We can, we, if we're scared, we can write and we can just throw it away. We can burn it. We can bury it. We can keep it and look back, and it's almost like climbing a mountain, right? We take a step at a time, and 
And after we've gone for a couple hours, it's good to look back and see how far we've come. And and you've you've expressed how you've seen your your own life strengthen with some of the challenges and trials that you've had. Now we should also include the fact that a lot of the benefit that we receive are from journals of those who have come before us. So I have great grandparents who immigrated to the United States, landed in Ellis Island, then took a ship, the USS Brooklyn around Cape Horn to then settle in San Francisco and smallpox erupted on the ship and they lost three of their children buried at sea and and the grief they experienced and, and but yet how they persevered. And those stories, you know, we're made up of stories, like our, our the whole life is made up of stories and the stories of those who came before us. So what have you found that's been helpful in thinking about your journals, those that you've read or your own writing that might be helpful to those who come after you? So there have been many books that were originally journals. C.S. Lewis wrote after his wife died, his wife Joy died. And now I can't remember. Of course, I can't remember the name of it, but maybe you remember. So his book, A Grief Observed, that's it. So he wrote, that was his journal. And in that, by me reading his journal, it kind of helped me see, oh, this is okay to feel this way. This is normal. Manly Angle, who's more known for A Wrinkle in Time, also had a series of journals as she took care of her mother and then later as she took care of a dying husband and watched him die. And those have been made into books. And I can think of others of people who have gone through cancer and parts of their journal appeared. And I've used pieces of my journal and books can immediately go back there. I don't have to remember, well, what was I feeling like 10 weeks after a spouse died? I can tell you exactly what I was feeling like because I can go back to those journals. And so our journals and other people's journals and parts of their journals, they're so real. They're, they're as if that person is going through it and you're going through it with them. So that's helpful. I have letters that my mom wrote to her mother in the 60s when she was raising 10 children. And those are treasures. And if I had journals of hers, it would probably be very similar to those letters. But those can be treasures. So we're leaving back if we choose. And we are, the journaling was helpful if we're writing for ourselves. But if we choose to leave those, our families have, they can see, I can see what my mom was like in the 60s, raising little kids. And I can see her as a person, not just as a mother. And I am choosing to leave my journals. Hopefully, one of my eight children will want to read them or save them, or and they can see my growth. They can see me as a, a woman grieving and a, a single mom, and all those feelings and all that loneliness of raising children all by yourself. And then they can see the journey that I went through, the journey that I, how I found jobs and and what those jobs meant for me, and then how I met my current husband Nick. They get to see all of that and. I'll be gone by the time they see it because I'm not going to let them read it while I'm alive. But I feel like they'll know me more as a person than just just as mom. Yeah, that's so valuable. So many things, both past, present, and future that you've talked about. Well, this has been a wonderful podcast. So many things that have inspired us to consider writing our thoughts for the new year, 2024. Is there anything you would leave us with to help us get over that hump of just getting started? I would say just, it's cheap. It's, just give it a try. You might think it's not for you, but give it four days. Four days, 20 minutes. Four days, 15 minutes. And to get past that first, well, I don't know what to say, just write that down. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. 
if you fill a whole page just saying that, then the next page, I promise you, you will probably start to figure out what you want to say, what you are thinking about. What is it that's in your heart? What is it that's bothering you? And feel free if you think, well, I don't want anybody to see this. Don't show it to anybody. Rip it up. But just give yourself those four days because that's what the research has shown is that this active writing, it, it might be hard at first, but get past those four days and see, is am I feeling better about what I, my job? Am I feeling better about these relationships that I'm working on? You know, or whatever this project is that is looming heavy in me. Write other people's words. That will help you. Pick up a book and start writing a book that has been helpful to you and just start writing their words. Pretty soon your words will come. So, but give it a chance because it's a very inexpensive and easy way to maybe give you better emotional health. Well, it's been very helpful. And I'm excited to continue my journaling as sporadic as it actually is. <laughs> well, Mary, where can our guests find you online? You can find me, marypotterkenyon.com or Facebook, Mary Potter Kenyon, or Instagram, Mary Potter Kenyon. Well, thank you. Well, as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familias for the support in bringing the podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled, of course, if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you chose a book from Familias. One step at a time, one word journaling at a time, we can make the world a happier place. <laughs>